Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I very rarely need to go to the loo during a race, but as I run to- ran towards the checkpoint, knowing that I still had a long way to go, I was considering using the port First, I decided to put my jacket on, now that I was thoroughly soaked, and got into such a fankel. That wasn't the oh, phrase. Um, <laughs> fankel? I love that. Such a fankel. I'm going to look it up. Look it up. Fankel. I'm looking it up. I'm looking up fankel. Oh, I love Us. that. I'm going to say that. Soft southerners are like, what? Entangle. Entangle. It's Scottish. It means entangle. Oh, beautiful. I shouldn't listen to anything too gripping when out of the house. Uh, I once had a man stop me with genuine concern on his face and ask if I was all right. I realised in that moment I was in fact crying, so his concerns were reasonable. But luckily I wasn't out of breath, so I could tell him I was fine. But Molly Weasley was having a particularly horrible time with a boggart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Please oh. keep sending them in because uh, those are some, those were just two. There are yeah. some absolute belters in here. Hello and welcome to episode 182 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV, and what we ate last night. Occasionally, we talk about running. To begin with, we're slightly more deflated than the last episode. We're tired for a couple of different reasons. Once we stop whinging, we get on to the running conundrums, such as, does stopping at water stations count as jeffing? We want your thoughts on that, please. Then we start talking race strategy. Neither of us can quite remember what Holly did at the Paris half and how she can emulate it if she decides to follow that plan again. We also talk about general training plan panic, that thing where you study hundreds of training plans and try to find one that retrospectively fits what you've been doing. This ties into Holly giving me a bit of a telling off to ground me and my panic ahead of the Barcelona half marathon this weekend. Happily, We have some more embarrassing moments, 
And we still want more because it cheers us up. So do please email them in at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk. And do please think about becoming a patron of this podcast at patreon.com forward slash women's running because for just £2 a month, you can access our free monthly videos, our weekly newsletters, and you get to join our exclusive Pod Squad chat room as well, where all the fun happens. Yeah, I'm also knackered because Felix woke me up at two o'clock in the morning. So we had to do the kind of bed switch over. So I slept in her bed and she slept in this bed with Dave. And I am knackered because the sleeping didn't happen. It's really tricky to sleep when you're being surrounded by um, 40 squishmallows and Mm. a life-size unicorn. Well... I would say I totally get it, but actually that is how I sleep every night and I sleep like a baby. (laughs) Oh God, though I haven't been sleeping like a baby, which is what we've just been bitching about before we started Mm. recording. Um, Because yeah, I've had like, just annoying. I'm not going to bang on about it because I actually think sometimes that doesn't help as well. Dwelling, Mm. it's best to just sort of chalk it up sometimes as that was crap move on forget about it rather than go oh I'm anxious because I had an anxious night and now I'm gonna have another anxious night and blah 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 yeah sometimes it's best just to sort of go oh dear and move and move on pull your socks up Paul pull your socks up up, you know that's how we like to think about mental health in this podcast (laughs) just get on with it stop whining fuck's sake yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) oh dear but But you have had a bit of a shit time haven't you yeah it's just it's what happens with my anxiety I'm learning now that it's about every six months I get a couple of weeks of it and it's dog shit and then Mm. fingers crossed it sort of eases up it can last longer it can be like a month but luckily since the first time that I ever had it I don't have it anymore where it's like constantly in my thoughts like I'm able to distract myself quite a lot and Weirdly, I'd always found nights quite good and days the tiring thing. But at the moment, the days are absolutely fine. It's just going to sleep and sometimes waking up in the middle of the night with a bit of a racing heart and going, oh, um, oh yeah, that's yeah. Um, scary. It's Not scary nice. and it's just a bit of a pain. Um, and and also, I find it really difficult, like we were talking about, because I had it at the National Running Show when we were sharing a room and I was really worried about waking you up and I think that sometimes Mm. makes it worse because then you're trying you're really trying to stop it which is never the answer to a panic attack you just have to sort of chill and let it go Mm. um but I had it last night with Doug where I was like oh he's got work and he's got to get up early and uh I'm struggling to go to sleep and at one point I was like should I just get up and leave the and and go and sit in the city room and watch an episode of Queer Eye or something um but then also I'm like, but I'm knackered and I've got to run tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. And so then, yeah, anyway, it's just been a little bit, I've been a bit all <laughs> over the place. But as we said, there's a lot of stressful stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Um, work is busy. I'm starting my training plan for New York, buying a house. It is all go at the most. So. It is all go. It is yeah. all go. Should we, should, we, um, should we start off with that training then about? The half marathon. Yeah, is this the first week of it then? This is the first week. I was due to go for my first run this morning. I wanted to get up and go in the morning because I've actually been slightly a reformed woman. I've I've been quite enjoying doing that at the moment. But 
this mm-hmm. morning after having a really broken night I was like it's not the one so I'm gonna go after this at lunchtime um and I'm just gonna do a mile and a half yeah um and then I'm gonna do another mile and a half on Wednesday and then a three miler on Friday or Saturday and are you um, just gonna bash them out or are you walk running it or no I think I'm just have... gonna bash them out I've been running for mm. sort of like 15 20 minutes when I've been doing my little morning jaunts at the moment mm-hmm. so I think 15 minutes will probably maybe a little bit longer will probably be about a mile and a half so I think I'm all good I think I'm just going to take it slow rather than walking any which as you know on this pod we are big fans of a Jeff so absolutely, this is absolutely not shaming a walk run in any way but mm-hmm. uh I think this time my tactic, if I'm feeling a bit knackered, is just going to be to run a bit slower mm. rather than walk. Yeah. Because okay. getting to the point at the moment where sometimes if I walk, it's more difficult psychologically to get myself to start running again. Mm-hmm. As they get longer, we'll see how that goes. But I think for sort of a mile and a half, three mile runs, um, that's sort of how my brain's going at the moment. Yeah. I, I, um, I really agree with that. I I think it was New York Marathon. I know it was New York Marathon where I, so mostly when I've done, you know, when I was doing the other two marathons, I carried all my hydration on my back and just plowed on through. And it's actually quite a nice, um, it's quite a positive, uplifting feeling to run past the water stations when everyone is veering off and slowing down and, and walking to take on the water. And um, it's a te- it, it, I've got like several things here. So in in New York, there was this, and I'm sorry, I've taken the narrative away from you. Take the narrative I, away from me, please. I've been banging on. <laughs> no, you haven't. Um, <laughs> but I, it was just there's a couple of things, and one of them is that New York, because of that kind of policy they had about how you couldn't you couldn't carry more than a liter, and yeah. I normally would like you know a good solid two liters for for a marathon of of kind of. Um, water and electrolytes and stuff so because uh, of that it meant that I had electrolytes in my water bottles but I stopped at stations to drink water um, and because of um, environmental stuff they don't do water in plastic bottles anymore mostly in these marathons it's, it's in sort of paper cups mm-hmm. very 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 difficult to run with a paper cup half filled wa- with water it's like some sort of ridiculous game show from the 1980s yeah, egg and it's, spoon race <laughs> yeah, it's really bad and I did throw water over my face inadvertently a good five times during yeah. the New York marathon until I sort of realized that what I needed to do I mean there's all this kind of pinch pinching the top in order to make a sort of spout and stuff like that but Ooh. I need what I needed to do was to actually stop running have a nice big glug and then carry on running. So I'm going to use inadvertent again. Inadvertently, it meant that I was employing a bit of a walk-run method because I was stopping every mile to have water and I was walking for about five paces and then setting off again. Yeah. So Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't count. I, I, I've stopped at every water. Well, maybe not every if I've not needed it, but I've I've I try and stop at every water station and every race that I've ever done because it just feels like a little treat, doesn't it? It is a little treat. Well, that's the thing. It it then, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess I wouldn't 
technically say that I jeffed New York Marathon because I didn't. No, I, I don't plan think in place. stopping at the water station counts. Right in. I, let us know. I wouldn't count. Does it, it count though? But does it? Because I think from probably about mile ten or somewhere around there, like maybe halfway through, I stopped running at every water station and there are water stations at every mile along New York and I did see it as my treat it's like oh I've made it for another mile okay right I'm gonna walk for four steps have that water and set off again but I wanted to also agree with what you were saying that setting off after you've walked like just four steps is really really hard I think that's the oh it's brutal that must be so hard when you're doing like like proper jeffing how do you get your head around like that it's almost like transitioning when you're doing triathlon or something yeah it's like really hard to get your feet off the ground again get your your intervals that you are jeffing for like short and sharp maybe because otherwise I think Mm -hmm. like and I think you really have to stick to it also having a pal that was so useful because when I did Paris I guess that was the the time that I really employed a proper walk run strategy and Mm. stuck to it and yes it was fucking grim some of the time getting back into it afterwards but I I need to go back and listen to the episode because I can't remember exactly what we did but obviously I was running with Kate who was with us from sports tours and she was absolutely lovely and so helpful because she quite ruthless wasn't she quite ruthless she was like right she was like stop running walk run again stop running (laughs) and it was really really good because I just did what I was told a bit like couch to 5k or something where it's like okay I'll just listen to the instructions and I'm not having the chance to second guess myself or overthink but um yeah that was I think what we also did that was quite good is when I've previously done it I've run for quite a long period of time and then walked for quite a long period of time like it with Lex if we've been like bit hungover or a bit sort of can't be asked, but we know we need to do a long distance or we want to do a long distance. I remember us doing a 10 mile run hungover once and we were like, okay, what we'll do is we'll run two miles or maybe it was like run a mile, walk a half. I think it might've even been run two miles, walk a mile. And that was savage, savage. Because if you've really got used to the walking and then you start, and then you start running again. That was really brutal. But I think when I did it for Paris, the the, the walk stints were quite, they were like a minute or something. So it was. Yeah. Cause yeah, because if yeah. you're walking a mile and running two or something, you're going to be walking for as long as you're running. If that exactly. Makes sense, you're you? walking for like 20 minutes. Some of the time. 20 minutes. Like, oh, bloody yeah, hell. Yeah. It was not Whereas a good th- plan. We, we, we made a terrible mistake. And I think I think Paris. I re- I remember it being something like running for ten minutes and walking for a minute. Does that ring yeah. a bell? Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was running for ten minutes, walking for a minute. Yeah, I think it yeah. was. Which is enough to replenish you, isn't it? And to kind of yeah, but not enough, like you say, to kind of think. But this is what my legs do. They don't. Yeah, they don't do that. That they don't do it any quicker than this. No, that's the kind of concern. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was weird. <laughs> oh, but it is so nice to reward yourself with that because it is like lots of little mini rewards as you go along. A bit like you play that mm. game with gels. When oh, you're the like, gel game. Oh, here comes a gel. Yeah, it's yeah. similar where it's like, <laughs> oh, it like that half, it was the longest I've ever run a half. Like it was yeah. three, two, two hours, 45 minutes it took us to do that run. But oh my God, it felt the, the quickest because really? psychologically 
it was like, often before I knew it, it was like time to start walking again. And I actually, every other half I've done where I've run the whole way, I've got to about 10K and been like, okay, not even (laughs) quite halfway through. Wow. Whereas, (laughs) whereas this one, I remember getting to 10K and being like, hell yeah, we're fine. It was good. It was really good. good. Yeah. That's really good. All hail the Jeff. All hail the Jeff. All hail the Jeff. That was to say. And what what I am really interested in, selfishly, is your training plan, like the arc of your training plan. Okay. And this, this, this is because I want to talk about me, but I do want to talk about you, but I want to know how's, how are you, are you kind of, have you devised this yourself, your training plan? Are you just following something you've I done before? I slightly have. Do you know what? I'm actually about to slag off women's running.co.uk here. I know sure. I did try and find a training and I have used, to be fair, if you're doing time, not distance, there's a great plan mm. on there that's put together by Laura. Um, and it's, that that's really good and I've done that I did that last mm. time I did the bath half I think and it was it was really good mm-hmm. um however I this time I don't know why but I think just because it's been quite a long time since I um have sort of measured my running in any way I guess the vitality mm. 10k was the last time because I because I don't run oh, yeah I run naked as they say. She does. I don't she tend does. to, I don't have a garment Literally anymore. and figuratively. Literally no. and figuratively around the streets yeah. of Bath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have a garment anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, shout out to any running watch companies if they want to send me anything <laughs> because I had to send my garment back after I tested it. Um, <laughs> so I don't have that anymore. Um, and I've always got the option of Strava if I want to measure a run or like, but generally, like, I've just been really enjoying going for it, just going. It's mm. been so nice. Like, I've just been running in the morning for, like, honestly, like, 20 minutes or something. And it's been really lovely. So yeah. I think I just feel, and before, actually, the only other running I'd done was Couch to 5K. Mm-hmm. And then when I did a bit more training for the t- for the Vitality 10K, that was also just timing. I was just adding time to it. So yeah, anyway, yeah. it's been ages since I've actually measured distance with my running and like how many miles per minute I'm doing and miles mm. per minute. Yeah, that'd be pretty impressive, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, Most it would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, that I'm doing <laughs> and stuff. So although I don't want to start getting like super bogged down in it all, I did think about it. And then I was like, I think I would quite like to do this one by distance just so I've got the peace of mind going into New York because I have heard that there's a couple of hills I want to feel prepared and uh and I think um just knowing that I've done like 11 or something before we actually do the big day would be really good whereas a lot of those training plans like that time not distance one that I use for the bath half I think goes up to something like an hour and a half two hours or something um and then knowing that you've got to stack in my case that would be another half hour to an hour on top of that is is quite a lot so like I'd like to, lot, yeah. to know that I've just got two more miles to go or whatever once I've got to the end yeah, of my yeah, plan yeah 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 and I yeah so, I feel definitely mm. definitely stuck on the kind of mileage as well like I, I really 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 tried to train in kilometers last year and it, it yeah. lasted for two runs before I was like oh, I can't correct I can't do this yeah yeah I'm just I'm firmly imperial in in all sorts of measurements the imperial march <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is me as well to a T. I think this is something that maybe you as a forward planner are going to be sick when I say, and also maybe some of the listeners are going to, and maybe people wouldn't advise this. Like, let me know if you wouldn't. But mm. So far, what I'm doing is I'm literally just taking it week by week. Um, mm-hmm. So for this week, I'm doing a mile and a half, um, a mile and a half, and then three miles. Mm. And I'm just focusing on distance at the moment. Um, and then next week, I think I'll do the same where it's like sort of doubled. So two, two and four. I've done that before yeah. and it worked really well for me. Um, and then, yeah, once I've done, I've, uh, other than that, I'm literally just going to do one yoga and one strength a week. Um, mm-hmm. I know people rec- tend to recommend two strengths a week, but I know my body and I know that I'll be absolutely fucked if I'm doing two strengths a week. And um <laughs> then also you might just stop doing it so if, you, exactly. if you're already I'm just doing put it myself off whereas if I can convince myself yeah. just to do a quick strength training 20 minutes of strength training on a lunch break or something I know I'll do yeah. that whereas if I'm yeah. like two boot camp sessions at six o'clock in the morning then I'll, <laughs> I'm, it's not gonna last no. so yeah I'm just kind of doing it um week by week as I go and then I think mm. Uh, when I start getting the distance up a little bit, then maybe I will start thinking about doing some like hill training intervals, bits like that. Because mm. I know you should. Yeah. But if I'm being completely honest, can I be completely honest, brazenly honest on the pod? You may. You may be brazenly honest. Go. I already know I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> I know you're not going to do it. You you were sort of shaking your head as you said it. Yeah, <laughs> like, my body oh, language is like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. I think I will probably do my, I'm right. Tell me all those clever running coaches slash run leaders who I'm talking to right now, uh, <laughs> if this is a bad idea, but I think I'm sort of viewing my mobility and strength stuff as my like mm. technical bit. And then the rest of the time, I'm just going to get my body back used to running long distances again. That seems fine to me. Do you know what? I think, you know, you know, like that person that wrote in, I've forgotten who it was, who just said, look, if you, if you, if you just want to get round, then focus on the endurance, which is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So maybe it'd be a good idea to tackle a couple of hills in preparation because of the fact that we've been told that it's a little bit of an undulating course mm-hmm. through central park oh, i'm excited then um i'm very excited but to be honest i live in bath so any yeah. run involves hills so also we've walked through central park quite recently and okay so there's going to be some inclines and things but we're not talking it's not bloody mount everest is it i mean it's no. largely quite flat no. so I'm, I'm sure it won't feel like it you know like the the tiniest tiniest little raised bit when you're running can feel quite dramatic can't it but oh my god um, yeah I mean you know I don't we, we don't have to take crampons with us or anything I think it'll no. be all right no it'll right. be good we'll you're be right. fine we don't yeah. have to get our carabiners or whatever they're called and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah that's my my vibes at the moment I mean if anybody mm-hmm. is also running New York Real simple women's half, uh, which we've been told we need to clarify is on the 28th of April. Apparently we said 26th. Yeah, completely cocked that up. I've changed the show notes now. Yeah, definitely the 28th of April. Um, Yeah, and I think um, we are going to, um, this is one of those shit spoilers. 
but I'm going to do it anyway. We are yeah. going to be able to offer some support with training and um, I hopefully from next week for everyone that is uh, signed up to run the half with us. Oh, and, cool. Oh, that's um, why you said I was going to have access. Oh, see, that's another good reason to have, you know, to go with my instincts this week because can we say anything more about it like is it definitely gonna happen or do you want to leave it to next week yeah we'll leave it to next week but it will it's it does feel like we're 99% there and so there will be some some support for everyone running it including us thank god um but one thing I was going to say about your your training is um you know kind of the rule of thumb is to add 10% so just be careful Mm -hmm. with maths and stuff that you're not adding on too much so like you were like, no. you were going to go three miles to four miles and it's actually, that's more than, that's, that's, that's 25%, isn't it? Not I know, 10%. but then how do you mm. add 10% and do it in like 12 weeks? Yeah, it's tricky. Well, yeah. I think, I, th- I mean. Maybe I should start thing, with four this weekend or something so that I'm. No, I don't. Well, I mean, I think the other is just to make sure you don't add on too much, like to all of your, look at all of your runs as a, as a whole add it all up and see if you can add 10% to all of it. But the other thing is um, if you are going up by quite big chunks, um, you could, you could build in a couple of drop down weeks Okay. because you don't have to go three, four, five, six, seven, eight. What you can do, and I know it sounds a bit bonkers, is you could do three, four, five, and I'm just talking about the long runs, three, four, five, and then drop down to three. And then the next week, go up six, to seven, seven. well yeah. you could stop the, oh, forget yeah. the six you could start at seven but if you build in the drop down I think that's also a really good way of preventing injury and and um and tiredness actually it's a that's really good way of fear. doing it that is something that I'm worried about uh embarking on this plan because I think that I have felt um a little bit trepidatious is that a word a word it's going to be now. I love it. Okay, nice. Well, I felt a bit <laughs> trepidatious uh, approaching it. And I was like, I was talking to Lex about it, who, mm. you know, friend of the pod, we've mentioned her a lot. She's currently training for the Bath Half. So she's a good, she's been a, a good confidant at the moment to, to talk about those things with. Um, yeah. And she, I was just like, she was like, why are you feeling anxious about it? You've done it four times before. What's your fears? And I was like, well, I think that actually the thing that I'm the most anxious about is, having another Paris situation where mm. something happens like I don't feel very well whatever that means that puts me out in my training and it means things don't go according to plan and very wisely she was like well you are in control of that to a degree like yeah you can keep saying to yourself don't give up don't give up don't give up and then obviously if you are super ill or something then we tackle that as it comes and work that out yeah but like you know, in the meantime, I think you just have to keep saying to yourself, keep going, which was good. But then mm. um, the other thing that I was I was nervous about was I was like, I've just been really exhausted recently because I've been quite anxious and there's been so much happening and mm-hmm. there's loads on this year. Like there is so much on this year. When I think about yeah. the fact that I've decided loosely that this might be the year that I run a marathon, I'm like, lol, because it's also the year that we've decided to buy a house. <laughs> um <laughs> And even the tiniest things like today, the um, uh, estate agent called and was like, would you like their cooker? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's all so much. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just said uh, yes to all of that. <laughs> I think I am just going to say, I'm going to say yes, unless they want to charge us for it, in which case exactly. we get a shit exactly. cooker of our own. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think basically um, I'm just a bit nervous about like, what if I, what if I lose steam? What if I get pooped? because there's so much else happening and then it all Mm -hmm. goes tits up and then I get to race day and I feel unprepared because I've not been able to do as much as I wanted because I've just or I've done it all but I have nothing left in the tank those are my fears yeah yeah and having drop down weeks will really really help with that and definitely having a taper and I know you I can see your face you are shite at taking a taper before a half marathon because you're like oh I've got to put my last long run in and stuff try really 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 try my organization actually I always leave it too late so I'm like fuck well I've got to do 12 (laughs) miles now too bad can't taper because I've not given myself enough time so give yourself the out of like how long at a minimum does that longest run need to be for you to feel okay about it I think nine a minimum 10 I would like to do 11 yeah but 10 okay well if you know you've got that minimum I've worked back from 11 but yeah minimum 10 I would yeah see see if you can like work ahead figure out when that would be and when the 11 would be or whatever and if the 11 is just like a week out try and pull it forward like even even if you're doing your last long run like the Wednesday, remember it is work, so you're allowed to run on a Wednesday. Even if it's like the Wednesday, like ten days ahead of it, that'd be better. But don't do it the week before because then you you could you could turn up, you know, to the start line feeling really really tired. Yeah. I know this is just physical stuff yeah. and not mental stuff, but you, this is something you can control by putting it in the diary kind of thing. Yeah, and do you know what I can't wait for? To be fair, I'm really looking forward mm. to. My favorite run last time I um, I did a taper properly, which was probably in about 2020. No, <laughs> I think, I, no, no, I think actually, yeah, that might have literally been in 2020. Yeah. Last time I did a proper taper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did a five miler in the sunshine. Mm. Um, I, I was staying with my parents-in-law as well, who live in gorgeous rural Wales. And I did mm. five miles in the countryside in the sunshine and it felt blissful because psychologically I was like, t- I was in the mood for 10 or whatever, because that's what I've been doing yeah. for the few weeks prior and then doing five and it just the sun shining down on me and feeling like that was the one of the only times during that training block because that was the first time that I did a half marathon. So a lot of the training was very tough because I hadn't done any of it. Every time I ran, it was the longest I'd ever run. So it was exhausting. Yeah. And yeah. that five mile, I was like, I get it. I like running. This is nice. Yeah. And I had a bit of a sort of come to Jesus moment during it where I was sort of <laughs> ascending like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's the spiritual podcast. I think mm. that run, the first, I think probably the first taper you do like with a marathon, I think I do like two weeks of tape, or maybe it might actually be three weeks of tape or whatever. And the yeah, first I think it's one three you do, that they say for a marathon, it's three, isn't it? Yeah. And then, 
uh, yeah and then and almost it's like when you when you do a first long run after you've done a half marathon as well that you get that kind of like shit this is easy because you're not doing a half marathon again are you you, just, you think oh, I'll just go for a 10k or whatever mm-hmm. and you 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 just go for your 10k and then that's the point at which you really need to remind yourself about how far you've come like how easy yeah. it feels and you just think oh shit like two months ago this felt really 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 hard because yeah. you're on the way up but now yeah. Knock it so out good. Tuesday morning. Great. <laughs> 100%. That's just reminded me of another one that, yeah, I, I remember having that first time I did Bath Half. Again, this was in 2020. And it had taken me weeks to run a 5K. And I remember feeling really anxious about it because it was over Christmas. And I knew mm. I needed to hit, because my longest long run on the plat, longest, my first long run of the plan was like three miles. So I was like, I need to hit that point where yeah. I'm comfortable doing that around the Christmas holidays and it was savage and I kept going out and then I could only do about two miles and be like oh I need to go home this is horrible um and um yeah I just remember finding it really tough anyway got on with it did the training plan finally got there carried on um and actually interestingly if there is anyone out there who's listening who's like really struggling with hitting that 5k point I remember that being feeling impossible and then once I'd broken through adding a mile on slash adding 10 percent as you're supposed to say, but I was adding a mile on every week. Um, and th- that suddenly felt like going from, th- from you know, two miles to three miles was savage. And then going from three to four mm. was absolutely fine. But I was going to say, um, then we went, I did the bath half, blah, blah, blah. And then we went into lockdown. And I remember everyone was doing that thing where it was like run five, nominate five, oh, yeah. donate five. Yeah. And you had to run a 5K mm. and give five quid to the NHS or whatever. and then um tag five friends and I remember doing that 5k and being like oh this is piece of piss mate and Doug was doing (laughs) it and he was like drowning in his own sweat and sort of (laughs) his lungs were filling with blood or whatever and um and I was like this is so this is lush this is easy and that was nice it is really nice when you get those occasional runs where you're like this is piss yeah (laughs) And it barely weirdly, happens but it's weird isn't it that like you get you're like what two runs like that a year and they're the ones that prop up the rest of your running it's just it's yeah, ridiculous that's it's the mad. sort of it is mad it's mental yeah well I've got my I've got my first half marathon on Sunday tell me you're so, like what's going on because you're flying to Barcelona oh, on Friday right on Friday yeah I have to say I am mm. uh, and you're going to laugh at me, but I am absolutely terrified. I'm terrified. I just, I feel completely, massively undertrained. I know I'm not, but what I was doing, I'm hoping that other people do this too. What I was doing on Sunday morning before I went for my, my, my tapered long run was avidly looking at dozens and dozens of training plans just to see because I haven't really been following one but just to see what they all do in the last Mm. couple of weeks so I was like you know oh this this one what does that say you know and just just checking out like distance and mileage and you know and so I spooked myself hugely because I was looking at kind of intermediate training plans which were like well off you go on your fifth yeah no 15 they were like do more than a week before a week before yeah Gross. That was one no. I read. I know, but I think it's because I I saw at least three training plans where the mileage of the long run the week before the race 
was longer. Uh, but all of these training plans were for, for you to go faster. So it was about, anyway, so you would, you would do like your 15 mile run the week before you do that at easy pace. And then you would attack your 13 mile half marathon at kind of race pace, kind of what they, I don't, you know, we know that I don't have race pace. I just have pace. No, and we don't. I'm, I know, I know we should. We don't have race pace on this podcast. We don't I'm have afraid. race pace. Don't. No, <laughs> no, I know that exist. there are some, there are some great runners that like, you know, we've, we've got, um, people who have qualified for Boston and stuff who listen to this pod and there's yeah. a place for us all and absolutely shout out to you guys um, but yeah I'm just really not good at even knowing what race pace would be and the idea of viewing a race as a chance to mm. run my fastest rather than just as a chance to like make it through and have a pint yeah I need to I know. get my head around that it's it's a tough one so I was I did I gave myself a big old fear on Sunday morning because it felt like every training plan I looked at was telling me to do longer and 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 I and I also looked at the runs in between and obviously they were all like I and this is one of my issues with training plans, generally speaking, like especially if they're written down and looking at me in the face. If if they say more than, yeah, you must do three miles this morning. If they say three miles, a half a mile warm up, uh, 10 times reps of one mile times. Anyway, all if they start doing that and it starts looking complicated because I have a pathological hatred of being taught anything, it means I read it and just blank it out. Yes, right. <laughs> I right I left or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, but I was looking at all of these, and I've done. In I can't even really call this a training block. It's like a training, like dollop is what I've been doing over the nice, past nice. kind of like eight that. weeks. Thanks, thanks, thanks very much. Um, so in this particular dollop, <laughs> I have done zero technical runs. I've not done any speed work. I've not done any hills apart from just trying to get home. And usually at that point, I'm walking and I'm holding a bottle of Pepsi. I have done nothing, nothing at all. And in terms of building up distance, I think I went, I had about five weeks of kind of really thinking about it. And I went, I I did what I told you that you shouldn't do. I mm-hmm. did like six, seven, eight, you know, just, <laughs> just built up the long run. Yeah. My runs in between have been like same little three miler, same little four miler. Fine. You know, Honestly, that's what I'm planning on doing. I nodded along with to your advice, but I think that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So I must admit, because of all of that, I am really, really worried. And I think, yeah. I think if I was doing... So I've got this one, which is next weekend. And then a few weeks after that, um, end of March, there's the bath half. So I'm doing that. And then then we've got New York. And actually, I am less worried about the, the, the second two than I am the first one. Yeah. And the first one, I, the, one of the main reasons I'm worried about it is because it's a press trip. And I was going to say, syndrome. I, yeah. I feel oh like I wanted to ask you that because I know that you can do it and I know really that you know that you can do it. And I was going to do all of the pep talks about you've not done any speed work. You were saying we were just talking about the fact that we had that brilliant woman um, write in a little while ago and change our lives by going, by the way, you, you know, if you don't want to increase speed, like you don't really have to do that. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I was going to remind you of all of that and be like, you've told me that your A goal for this is getting around it, checking out a bit of Gaudi and having a good <laughs> a good day, having some tapas yeah. afterwards. Um, yeah. But I was going to ask, I was going to be like, do you think that part of the nerves and anxiety actually is not really to do with the running 13 miles bit? Because you know you can do that. That's almost the safe bit. The scary mm. bit is the fact that press trips are a bit scary. We're very lucky to go on them. Please yeah. Don't get us wrong. It's so oh my God. very, very It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Really scary. And is, it's really scary. It mm. is really scary. And this is with, um, it's with Brooks. And Brooks are actually famously one I think of the more sort of inclusive like brands it's all kind of yeah. run happy isn't it and 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 um and, and that's great and it's supporting kind of all runners and I and I love it but if I mean if we were if I was running on Sunday with like our gang if, if it was pod squad times I would feel far yeah. less stressed because then it would just be about getting around and being happy and enjoying it but I'm going to be with there with a load of press journos and it's not necessarily press journos that I know because when they do these trips in Europe, it's lots of European press journos. So it means that you get very athletic people from Germany and Denmark. And I was France. just going to say Germany. When I went on, the last one mm. I went on was with Hoka and again, like they are, they looked after us beautifully and it was absolutely lovely. And I haven't been paid to say that. Um, it it was genuinely really lovely um but my yeah my critique of it would be the fact that i asked multiple times because there was going to be this run and i was like mm. i you know i've it was when i was training for the vitality 10k so i was like i'm doing like sort of four or five miles or whatever it is on my training plan for this weekend like mm -hmm. and it was it was going to be road and i was going to go very slowly i think i was even going to jeff it and um they were like, it's totally fine. There's going to be no stress. Like it's absolutely chill. And then the next thing I knew <laughs> we were hurtling up at like genuinely like a 40. It was like the incline that they did was crazy when they got back and said it was like, I can't remember how many, um, like, you know, you'd like have a amount of elevation, elevation. Yeah, yeah. It was nuts. And, um, and they just went off and I was like, I tried for a bit and I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm going to get lost in the mountains if I try and follow these people. So I, I yeah. went and did my own run, but it, it, it was lots of very sporty German boys and quite gorgeous German boys as well. Yeah, um, yeah. but it really does make you 
it, like it did make me a little bit frustrated and a bit sad because I was like, I asked multiple times. I really didn't want to be made to feel like I was an imposter within that group because I had done so much telling myself that just because I'm not from a super sporty, like, I don't know, running blog or magazine mm. or whatever that it doesn't mean that I don't deserve to be here like I'm representing yeah. my audience and and like I want to know what this experience would be like for somebody who reads women's running and I was really trying to say all of that to myself and really talk myself into it and then off they went mm. up that hill and I was like for fuck's sake it, it is really it is tough and I feel like it's a weird thing to complain about because we're so lucky to be able to go on those things but oh, oh my god, god they yeah. fill me with yeah. fear because oh, every completely. single time I am the least sporty person there always, every single time. Always. I'm going to be mm-hmm. the oldest and least sporty and also the most overdressed because everyone's going to turn up wearing short shorts and they're going to have some some very chiselled quads and I'm going to be there kind of dressed in my usual sort of wetsuit from top to bottom and, and half along to do my kind of, you know, two hours plus ten plus whatever like half marathon, they're all going to be coming in at one thirty-two or something. I'll be like, oh, for fuck. So I know, I know that I have to kind of, I, I, I just have to give myself a bit of a talking to. I'm going to be the last person that finishes, right, of this gang of people. I know I am. Mm-hmm. So I just have to be at peace with that and just think, well, they're not going to be sweeping up the road behind me. They're, they're, this is a kind of a general, it's not like, and, and I think some of the fear has come from doing that, the Apple press day a couple of weeks ago, where where I had to run 800 meters and came in last um, because everyone else was massively, massively sporty and super fast yeah. and everything. Um, not that super fast, just faster than me. Um, and it, it, it really sort of chips away at your confidence doesn't it and it really 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 does make you feel like a massive imposter like what the fuck am I doing here what am I I doing here even at stuff that hasn't been uh like we haven't been required to do something sporty I've Mm. felt like being a curvier person um has made me feel and just not even that just like not having the body shape of an athlete like I'm not tall and leggy and slim and i never have been even before I had a sizable ass um it's just not ever been my I'm not a naturally sporty person and often Mm. everybody in the room looks like they are they've got a high ponytail and um always with the high ponies yes and their legs go up to their (laughs) armpits and um (laughs) and yeah even just like events like that where we don't have to do anything physical I've often felt Mm. like people might be looking and going like why the fuck is she here Who's yeah. she here to re- represent? Like, yeah. bloody. And I, I also feel I Boris feel like Johnson massively... running club or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why but he I... was who I thought of. <laughs> but yeah, but then, but then I also I come from the, the uh, an additional bit of imposter is like if we if we do if we are on a trip with kind of influencer type people as much as sports journalists, then they're all kind of doing little reels. So I remember being in like shoe store openings and things like that and they they were all like you know in their high ponies and tiny short shorts and, and people that wear high ponies and short shorts welcome to our club it's oh, lovely for sure. to have you yeah. and you are amazing and all we're doing is looking at you and going I wish I had your ass I was gonna say I'll probably but... fancy you that's probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get get into it but <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> but those people 
can do the proper kind of videos and filming of them. I mean, mm. I've I've been with those sorts of people where I've tried to make se- do selfies and that end up giving us like fifteen jowls and four boobs each or kind of thing. And and they they're doing all the they're, they're running, but also doing their little filming at the same time. And I'm like, oh god, I can't even do that bit, you know. So oh, it's just no. like, oh, so I'm really, really scared, really scared. Actually, I'm not looking forward to it at all. I'm going to say to you what you have said to me when I've emailed you on press trips before and been like, oh, help, I'm scared. What did Um, I say? Did I say, oh, fuck off? You were, yeah, you were like, sorry, I'm trying to work here. You're you're dossing off in wherever it is. Um, (laughs) uh, No, you said to me before that, um, that you are there to do a job of representing a bunch of women who might not run if it weren't for you, Esther Newman, and who mm. feel represented when they see you do your thing. And that's really important to them. Um, and if you were running, not that there would be anything wrong with it if you were running five minute miles or whatever, but um, that if you were, then that might not have the same, you might not have the same effect on on people who are there rooting for you. And um yeah, you're there to to represent the, and it, it's hard to say it to yourself without coming across like a bit of a, a bit of a dig, isn't it? But being honest, mm-hmm. we have very average half marathon times for women, and yeah, that's our job. It's to it's to show what the experience of an average woman runner is like, and there are blooming loads of people who can run a super super speedy and place in the top ten half marathon who come from runner's world or other nameless publications um mm-hmm. but like that's not us and that's not our vibe we aim to give the best advice that we can for people who are looking to get a pb or do something super sporty but also a lot of our listeners and readers and stuff are people who just want to know what it's like to run an average half marathon and whether they think that they could do that too and yeah True, that's, true. That's what you're true, there to true. do. And I need to um, shut up, don't I? I everybody loves up. you, whatever you do as well, you know. Like nothing that who cares really what Mr. So and so from German running blog thinks or what <laughs> like um though I ha- I have met some very lovely German running blog men in in the in these experiences. <laughs> yeah. So I shouldn't slag. And them to off. be honest, but, uh, Hol, actually if it does all go tits up, then like the podcast that we record afterwards is gonna be brilliant, isn't it? So it's be a corker. Yeah. yeah it's all if content. you fall on your ass, then there are gonna be a lot of people <laughs> waiting to find out all about that. Exactly. And if I fall on my ass into a canal boat then there's going to be a lot of people waiting. Do you know what? This is a brilliant segue. If you're ready to move on, (laughs) would you like to, because, oh my God, you guys. Oh, can we have the what are you saying jingle? What are you saying? What are you saying saying this week? What are you saying? Brilliant. Thank you, Dave. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Dave, in the studio. Uh, So many of you guys have sent your uh, embarrassing moments in after our Wall of Shame episode, and it's given me so much joy. i barely know where to start we've had so many there's no way that we're going to be able to do them all today but can I just can I very very quickly before you get onto it say that I have been messaged by canal boat Amy as she is now going to be called well that's (laughs) where we're gonna start (laughs) she's just messaged just to say because she heard last week's pod and she said I am canal boat Amy she said yes (laughs) yay canal boat Amy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we love Canal Boat Amy. 
<laughs> and she said that she's glad glad my shame provided some entertainment, which it really did. Because oh, it, oh, it did ages to get over that one yeah. yeah and we had a meeting with our team straight after we'd recorded that episode and then we relayed amy's canal boat story again and then everybody else pissed themselves for like 10 minutes but then isn't it you know when you're you when you're laughing already and you think something is incredibly funny and then you try and tell people about it and they don't and laugh quite, get quite as much i did the same thing with dave i was like well honestly this is the funniest moment of all podcasts of all time and he's like do you mean the canal boat thing? And I was like, yes! Oh, anyway, anyway. Oh, God. Just... It makes me laugh a lot. Yeah. Was that the... I actually... I have to confess, this is outing mm. myself to the listeners, is the fact that I often don't listen back to our podcast because I hate <laughs> everything I've said and done. Um, but uh, did Dave use that as the funny bit at the beginning? Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice, yeah. nice, nice. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I listen, but a lot of the time I'm like... <laughs> Oh, let's uh, let's never think about all of those things that I said again. I know it's also when we're always thinking about like our bosses listening to us, and you just think, oh God, I've just spoken about all the internal workings of my ovaries or something. Oh, I know. God. Oh, we've got a speaking of. Actually, maybe I'll start with with one that uh, had a phrase in it that really, really resonated with me. Um, I would actually just like to say, sorry, this is terrible because we're, I, I could save this information, but it's just come to me and I cannot not say it. Mm. I spotted that, you know, I am an avid watcher of the traitors. Indeed. I spotted that Diane from the traitors, who was the most iconic person, um, <laughs> was, uh, is going to be on Jenny's, uh, rum pod because she's, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that too. I was actually trying to get Diane on, but I suppose she's probably said all she's got needs to say on on Jenny's. But oh, I love her. the 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 reason that we all fell in love with her, Esther, to give you context, please do. Were, well, I mean, she was iconic all the way through. She's this Northern mm. Irish woman that kept um, calling things out as they as they were. She'd be like, "Well, actually, I think you're a traitor." that was okay actually wasn't it that wasn't too bad that's pretty um, good that's pretty good yeah um and she was great but at one point people were trying to say that she was um uh that she was the mother of somebody else in the competition it was oh, weird yes. like this guy just went I've got a suspicion that there's a mother and son here and I think it's Diane and Paul yeah. And she was like, that's absolutely ridiculous to the camera. Now this was in her sort of VT bit or whatever they're called. Yeah. She was like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Paul could never be my son, but Ross is. And Ross was another <laughs> one of the members of the cast. And it was just the most exciting moment ever that she revealed that Ross was her son. They kept the secret all the way through until they were both eliminated, which was amazing. Um, and Ross even had to attend the funeral of his own mother in the game and all deadpan uh and i also discovered further to this sorry this is nothing but i'm just so excited about all of telling you all of it this is not um, what you're saying this is what you're saying yeah go on yes yes <laughs> this is what i'm saying and it's all about the traitors um <laughs> which maybe we should watch as our thing next year because it okay all right oh force my god it's it. incredible force i forced you to um mm -hmm. but my friend meg a friend of the pod spoke about her mm -hmm. quite a lot we talked about her wedding um mm -hmm. in fact we talked about her and her partner shagging inadvertently on this podcast <laughs> because we talked about their <laughs> wedding a lot um meg went to uni with ross i know 
And oh, I was about to out some more information there, but I think before I do, I should check with her that I'm allowed to share it on the pod. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. she knows Ross. And uh, yeah, I know. Quite exciting. So uh, I felt like I had an, an extra in to everything that was going on in the traitors there. <gasps> super ex- well, it would be super exciting years, where, but... where it were a program that I actually watched. I, I know that I would be buzzing right now. But um yeah, I'm oh not. Esther, you gotta watch it. It is <laughs> I it's it's a gasp fest. I'm I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I mean, yeah, it's not really my kind of thing, but Claudia Winkleman is my kind of thing. Exactly. So. And Claudia is iconic because if they when they banish faithfuls accidentally, um hmm. she she'll be like, Well, that was absolutely bloody disgusting of all of you and your complete failures you've lost another faithful she really goes in on them (laughs) like she's not happy at all with them when when i think you better go back and really think on what you've done tonight uh sleep well consider your choices yeah she really like she really goes for it jesus christ it's amazing Oh, I've been seeing a lot of hilarious memes about it. That's like the other thing that you would hate and loathe with every part of your being as a mm. as a writer and editor is <laughs> the fact that they spell each other's names so awfully wrong when they're because they sit when they do the banishments, they sit around oh, right. this big table and they write who and they reveal I'm I want to banish Sonia, like oh yeah and yeah the the spellings that they get are so funny. It's like yeah. <laughs> I saw a meme of one where some where somebody was doing an impression of of, of it and, and they'd spelt Chris uh, Q-W-I-S-P. <laughs> it was like, I am going to be voting for yourself, Chris. <laughs> it was great. Oh, so funny. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's okay. a bit about the traitors. We are going to watch that next <laughs> time. I'm going to force you. Okay. Oh, God. All right. Okay. But what, what's everyone else been saying? I want to, I want some embarrassing moments. Okay, I wanted to, I definitely want to share this one with you. But where was the one that I wanted to say? Because it had, oh, here we go. It had a phrase that I absolutely loved. And when I get to that phrase, you're going to know that that was what I meant. Okay, (laughs) Okay. Okay. so this is from Alison. She said, hi, Esther and Holly. One of the stories from your Wall of Shame segment reminded me of a similar experience I had last year while running the, and she's written this with an O apostrophe, so I'm going to pronounce it like this. Mm-hmm. The Devil or the Highlands Ultra. <laughs> so I thought I'd send you. Oh, she's Scottish. She's from Dunblane. Amazing. There we are. She thought she'd send us a wee excerpt from my race report that I wrote afterwards. <laughs> For context, the checkpoint I'm writing about here, Kinloch hmm. Leven, Kinloch Leven, uh, nice. was about six hours into my race. The previous one in Glencoe was about two and a half hours before that. It took me just ten under 10 hours to finish for eight or Jesus. nine hours of which it had rained. Oh, yeah. Okay. So fair play, Alison, straight away. Yeah. I'm fortunate in that I very rarely need to go to the loo during a race. But as I run to- ran towards the checkpoint, knowing that I still had a long way to go, I was considering using the port First, I decided to put my jacket on now that I was thoroughly soaked and got into such a fankle. That wasn't the oh, phrase. Um... Fankle. <laughs> I love that. Such a fankle. I'm going to look it up. Look it up. Fankle. I'm looking it up. I'm looking up fankle. Oh, I love Us. that. I'm going to say that. Soft southerners are like, what? Entangle. Entangle. It's Scottish. <gasps> it means entangle. <gasps> oh, 
Oh, beautiful. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm going to use that always for everything. Oh, got into Constantly such a fankle. Fankle. Oh. <laughs> I'm always fankled up. Oh, beautiful. Oh. Thank you, Alison, for that. Lovely. Nice. Word of the day, fankle. Yeah, fankle. Uh, got into such a fankle, trying to haul it out of my pack while trying to shove my newly refilled bottles back in that I was mm. offered a seat. The volunteers there were brilliant, fussing around me and ensuring I had everything I needed. And the lady who was helping me who was helping me put a huge smile on my face when she told me we could use the proper toilets just across the checkpoint. Nice. Had I anticipated what was ahead, I might not have been so delighted. Oh. Since I first <laughs> learned about them, maybe a couple of years ago, I've been wearing period pants for most long races, despite the fact that I'm pretty sure my menopause has been and gone with little fanfare just in case. Sorry, dog's ringing me. Shut up, dog. Now, the thing about period <laughs> pants, and in fact, their main selling point is that they are extremely absorbent. Another thing about them is that to them, one liquid is much like another. So what they had been absorbing that day, once it made its way through my not all, not at all wicking shorts, was the several hours of rain, rendering right. them, to borrow a term from a runner of my acquaintance, and a ca- oh, I fucked it up. That was the phrase and I started saying it wrong. Undercarriage obliterators. <laughs> oh no! So they've gone really yeah. heavy because of the rain, and yeah, oh, yeah. No. My pee yeah. took place in Kinrock Leven, but my screams could probably be heard in Glencoe. Oh, there was nothing to be done though, other than literally pull my pants up and get on with it. By the time I had finished, I'd almost forgotten about it. Although my post-race shower brought it all back too painfully. Safe to say, I'll be back to my trusty M&S knickers for any future race. Thank you, Alison, for the terms. Uh, uh, undercarriage uh, obliterators undercarriage and fankle. <laughs> yeah, that's going to live with me. But, oh, that's not nice. That's 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 raw fanny, yeah. isn't it? That's raw oh, fanny. Oh, dear. Yeah. Raw fanny. Oh, dear. <sighs> I've got another one for you. Fancy another one? Go on, then. Yes, please. As Davina would say. Okay. Uh this one, oh, I enjoyed this one a lot. I'm really sorry, by the way, because I need to edit these. When I read them, I just read them straight out. And it's the it, it's does. not the first time I've read them so that I can see whether they're funny. But it's the first time reading them aloud. And so <laughs> that's why they're so terrible. <laughs> I wonder, they, on Shag Married Annoyed, they probably got people who edit them for them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we can dream. Okay, anyway. This is from Tanya. Hi guys, love the pod and considered sending this in for your spooky run stories when you asked for embarrassing ones I just knew I had to share. It's been oh, Holly. I know. It's a bit of a long one, but it is top tier cringe, so I think it's worth it. <laughs> I love this one. A few years back, I went for a run in a local park. It's a loop about a mile, half through some forest and the rest past an open grass field. I was about halfway round, read as far away from my car as it was possible to be when the heavens mm. opened. You know, the type of rain where you're wet through to your knickers. What a segue. Before you've yeah. even registered that it's raining, <laughs> that rain. The only good thing was that that type of rain um, is that it's quick. So by the time I got back to my car, by this stage, the only car left, it was sunny again. So I thought, sure, I've the, oh, that sounds like it should be read in an Irish accent now. Sure, I've the park to myself now. Sod it, I'll do another lap. Sorry, Tanya, if you're if you're not actually Irish. Now, a very important part of this story is an app called Zombies Run, which are you familiar with? I'm familiar, yes. I'm familiar with this too. I think it's an iconic idea. Um, producing a highly brilliant and successful running podcast. I'm assuming you know what it is. Oh, 
Thank you, Tanya. Uh, <laughs> and we do. But in case anyone doesn't, it's an app with a little story where you're out running to look for supplies for your camp following a zombie apocalypse. I'm actually so tempted to do it for my run this lunchtime. You'd you might absolutely bloody love it. Yeah. yeah, I've never actually tried it. I'm very aware of it, but I'm going to do it this lunchtime. Uh, yeah. The narrator pops in your ear from time to time telling you what's going on. And sometimes she gets you to speed up because the zombies are coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I come sprinting out of the trees, running from the imaginary zombies in my ear, legs flying, heart pounding, feeling like I'm actually running for my life in this empty rural park at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday. When what should grab me by the shoulder, but an actual zombie. <laughs> so I did the only thing a person's brain allows them to do in that situation. And I screamed louder than I have ever heard anyone else scream in my entire life, right into this zombie's face. I jumped and involuntarily involuntary but rather impressive six feet backwards landing a bit funny and falling flat on my ass in the middle of the grass all while screaming manically of course <laughs> your brain should have put the pieces together quicker than mine did and you are correct that it wasn't a zombie just a random man who appeared from absolutely <laughs> nowhere and gently brushed my shoulder as he went for the overtake on a rather narrow path oh. i bet you're thinking oh no that's embarrassing but i bet he got a kick out of it when you told him no, I couldn't tell him. Remember seconds before I'd been hurtling away from the zombie hordes as fast as my legs would carry me. Between the exertion of that and the shock of my perceived real world zombie attack, my breathing was in bits. Gasping for air and completely unable to speak, all I could do was wave him off and croak the word, fine, fine. <laughs> I hope he asked how she was. I know. Well, I'm guessing that was in response to him going, are you okay? Fine. Mm. Fine. Mortified. After a while, I crept to my car and have never dared go back to the park in case I see him again and actually die of oh, embarrassment. No. Oh, my but God. But hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I've got, I've got patriarchal issues here. I think. <laughs> I don't arms. think. I am. I am. Fucking zombies. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that men particularly should try to overtake women if they're the only woman around on a narrow path I think that's I think Tanya taught him a valuable lesson yeah I think yeah because he could easily have actually like he could have got punched in the face and I, I just I just don't think you should because if particularly if you're listening to something like loads of runners wear headphones I wear headphones I wear open ear headphones. Lots of people don't. And what if someone's got like I've, I've turned zombies into seriousness? But I just I think this guy is a bastard, and I think we should out him as such. He shouldn't oh be. What if he's a listener? He shouldn't. What? Oh, sorry, but he, you should. You, I think you should just try. And I mean, unless you're or trying going very to kind loudly. Of, I'm, excuse me. Excuse me. Exactly. Excuse. I'm coming mm. through. I'm coming through. Something like that. Just yeah. like, you know, don't don't leap out at unsuspecting solo women runners and expect them not to leap six foot backwards zombie. and almost wet themselves and think you're a zombie. I mean, <gasps> oh. she makes a valid point. She makes mm. a valid point. Well, this is just to just to finish it. It's actually not the only time that this has happened to Tanya. Um, oh. <laughs> being stopped by a bloke because she's absolutely terrified. She said, I know that's a long one. Hopefully gave you a laugh. I really should have learned. Uh, I shouldn't listen to anything too gripping when out of the house. Uh, I once had a man stop me with genuine concern on his face and ask if I was all right. I realized in that moment I was in fact crying. So his concerns were reasonable, but luckily I wasn't out of breath. So I could tell him I was fine, but Molly Weasley was having a particularly horrible time with a boggart. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
Oh my god! Please oh. keep sending them in because uh, those are some. Those were just two. There are yeah. some absolute belters in here, and I'm so excited to share them with Esther. And please keep sending them in because please you more. Guys are yeah, so I, I definitely want more. And also, actually, that does that tips into something else because I wouldn't mind asking people about the showing of emotions on a run because mm-hmm. I think that's what that tips into. I mean, I know it's Molly Weasley, but that's fair. We can get we can get emotional at all sorts. Who hasn't I've cried definitely, over Molly Weasley? Who hasn't? Who hasn't? Um, I have cried a lot on runs. I it, I do it I do it quite routinely actually, mm-hmm. and and I will just pretend my eyes are watering or whatever. But usually it's because I'm listening to something that's kind of, kind of affected me. I remember listening to I was um, there's a book called American Dirt. I don't know if anyone's read that, but oh my god, I what I wept. It? American Dirt. It's a story of a mother and son fleeing Mexico to get to America. I thought it was that um, uh, uh, autobiography about the members of Motley Crue. So I was confused then. That must be called something else. Similar. I was like, was it the bit when Ozzy Osbourne snorted up the line of ants? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that would make anyone cry, wouldn't it? Apart from Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't that. Um, yeah, and and I yeah. Anyway, I cry a lot, so I want to know if other people cry. And I cry on runs, but generally it's just out of like I don't think I've cried at a book. I don't tend to listen to very sad books. I did listen to the Testaments, Margaret Atwood, once when I was training mm-hmm. for a half marathon. That was my like listening fodder while I was doing it, and I think that got me a bit close a few times, but. Sometimes music makes me nearly cry. If I listen to a, mm. if I if I'm listening to an emotional musical, <laughs> which would oh be what? <laughs> what 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 constitutes an emotional musical? I think I might have cried it in Hamilton, listening to Hamilton <laughs> while running before. But I tend to cry out of slight death. Do you know what? Do you ever just start going like ah, ah, when like just sort of whimpering when you run, like when it's like oh yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Oh my I do. God. I actually remember that. I think it was training for like the last. I remember it being a half marathon training thing because I remember trying to do ten miles and I was failing at those ten miles. And I remember the last two miles of it. I remember just making noises. It was very childbirth like. Yeah. <laughs> <Just to> go... <laughs> That's what I imagine it's like. That like the only thing you can do is just go like. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And I have it sometimes when I've, I definitely cried, of course, a classic mm. at the end of a race when you see a loved one. I've cried when mm. I've seen you at the end of a finish line. I've cried mm. when I've seen Doug at the end of a finish line. Yeah. Uh, I nearly cried when I saw Cara, a uh, friend and colleague of the pod now. Um, and uh, I was actually really embarrassed because Cara and Dave had turned up to watch me at the in the bath half and it was the year that it finished up that really steep hill oh yeah and they hadn't been at they they turned up a bit late so they hadn't seen me at any other points in the course they just saw me going up that hill at mile 13 so I was really embarrassed afterwards because I look as we've discussed many times my chin was grazing the the tarmac at that point yeah I was like that's what they think that it looks like when I run which it probably is really yeah but but I saw 
actual adult males being tended to by paramedics having run up that hill. And yeah. you did not need a paramedic hole. Thank did you? you. I didn't. You, you needed a roast and a hug, and that I was it. I needed a roast and a hug. I actually, mm. uh, that was a thoroughly disappointing post race treat because I ordered myself a plate of chips and a glass of wine, and I was so excited for both of them. Mm. Could barely touch them. You know, and sometimes mm. it's just like, oh, nah. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's really, rose. really hard. Sometimes yeah. I, sometimes I know exactly what I want. And it goes down the treat. But yeah, sometimes it's actually really, really hard to decide yeah. on the right thing to reward yourself with. I got it wrong. I was jealous because then Lex texted me. She'd also run it and she texted me a picture of mm. herself um, at about the same time with a huge glass of red wine and a gigantic roast that was obviously going down a treat. But yeah. my Savvy B and plate of chips was was not, it didn't, I don't not know why, right. I just didn't, really didn't do it. And anyway, anyway, shut up. <laughs> 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 that how we should end every episode now. <laughs> oh, but um, that said, I, I am running Bath Half because we keep on talking about it, but I'm running it on mm. uh, 26th of March. Um, I'm going to come and watch you. That's why I said 26th of April for the um, the New York one. Esther, are you definitely running it on the 26th of March? I'm definitely running it on the 26th of March. I thought um, that it, and I think you're running it on the 24th of March. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say because... Uh, I've got my my choir concert on the twenty third. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, have I done tickets it available? Tickets available. Actually, if you'd like to come see my choir perform at the Forum Bath on the twenty third. Um, but um, yeah, on the on the morning of the twenty fourth, I am going to Defo come and watch you because Lex is running. Oh, hang on well. a minute. It says I think it's the seventeenth of March. <laughs> Oh fuck! Okay, on the seventeenth of March, I'm definitely going to come and watch you. Oh, so I'm really getting this completely so wrong. Oh my god, I'm getting so mixed up. Let me just check. <laughs> well, if it's St. Patrick's Day, then we're going to get on it afterwards. I'll get. It's... I'll line the Guinness up for you after you finish. Okay, it's definitely the seventeenth of March. I really need to get my head in gear here. Anyway, if anyone else, if any other pod squatters are running it, I know we've got a few Bath locals. Um, do we'll meet us there. Um, if Hole's going to be Sorry. there, I'm really obsessed with having a pint at the moment. I yeah, we don't yeah, have to do pint. that. We can have whatever we would like, but we could definitely, yeah, come and say hello to me. I'll be watching Esther um, and Lex, and uh, I'll be available to, for anybody for who, comment. Yeah, for comment <laughs> on their performances. <laughs> yeah, I know there are a few bath, a few pod squatters who are running it. Um, as well so uh yeah come and say hello come and say that yeah let's meet up in um victoria park i wonder if they'll have that little warm-up that they had before um yeah i would a, love to say let's time. go and do something um but i think it'd be quite difficult to organize and i think yes we are i am i am going to take lex out for a huge roast afterwards which you're more than welcome nice. to join for thank um, you very much but um pod squatters whose names i don't know it may be slightly difficult to add you to the booking <laughs> Get in touch if you would like to join. <laughs> <laughs> but come round for hugs. Come and come and find oh, us. Please, come and give us please hugs. Come and hugs. Yeah, yeah. It'll be lovely to see you all. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, I guess good luck with all your training. And we'll. I will tell you next week how Barcelona went, and um, hopefully won't be crying. I don't but think I you'll be. be crying. I don't think I you'll think be, crying. be crying. Uh, please let us know what you do in Barcelona while you're there as well, because I'm hoping that <laughs> you'll also get to do some fun stuff. Hope so. 
Yeah, so. yeah, they're getting on with that bloody Sagrada Familia. They've been doing that for yeah. years. Not finished yet. It's a bit like Dave in the house at the moment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who's going to finish first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Dave's house in Brislington. Or, or Gaudi with the Sagrada Familia. <laughs> 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 the race is on. Right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our exclusive Discord community for friendly chat and support with like-minded women runners. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The producer and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. And do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.